Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a Tuesday, December 21st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. We have a lot to get into, including the Flyers interim head coach, Mike Yo. He'll join us in just a couple of moments. But we have some uh, housekeeping to take care of first and foremost. Let's start with the statement that the NHL, the NHL PA put out last night at 10 minutes after 10 East Coast time. The NHL and the PA agree to begin their holiday break after tonight's games, and they'll resume practice the day after Christmas on Sunday, December 26th. What they put out reads as follows. With no games currently scheduled for Wednesday, December 22nd, because of COVID-related postponements, the National Hockey League and the NHL Players Association have agreed to postpone the five games that remain scheduled on Thursday, December 23rd, in order to begin the collectively bargained holiday break, effective with the conclusion of games tomorrow night, December 21st. This was obviously sent yesterday, so tomorrow night is tonight. Under the revised schedule, December 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th shall be off days for all purposes, including travel. Players players will report back to their clubs on December 26th, which shall be used for testing, practice, and or travel only. Upon return from the holiday break to team facilities, no individual in the team's traveling party shall enter the facility other than for testing purposes until they have a negative test result. Any practice scheduled for December 26th must begin after 2 p.m. local time. The league's regular season schedule will resume on Monday, December 27th. So the game will happen tonight against the Washington Capitals. The game Thursday scheduled to take place in Pittsburgh against the Penguins will not happen. That game will now be rescheduled down the road. Now the game tonight, and I just want to put this out there now because I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of tweets and a lot of messages and DMs and everything else. But tonight's game is one of four games the Flyers will play where it's on ESPN Plus streaming. And it's on ESPN Plus streaming exclusively. There is no local broadcast. There is no national broadcast of the game tonight. Every team in the NHL will have four games that will not be broadcast locally or nationally and will be streamed. This is part of the deal with the new rights agreement with ESPN, ESPN Plus. Streaming games is the future. For some, it's the present. And they're trying to pump, obviously, you know, awareness of ESPN Plus. So they're going to have the Flyers game against the Capitals tonight televised through streaming through ESPN Plus, which is a subscriber service. It's $6.99 a month. You get 75 exclusive regular season NHL games, over 1,000 out-of-market games on demand. Penguins already had uh, a game earlier this season on December 10th against the Capitals, ironically enough, that was an ESPN Plus game exclusively. So just trying to create the awareness now so that you're not shocked when you try and find it on the TV. It is not being broadcasted per se. It is being streamed and on a paid service. So the Flyers will have four of these. They'll actually have another one coming up on January 6th against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you may say, well, why are they doing it when the Flyers play the Caps? Why are they doing it when the Flyers play the Penguins? Those are the teams that everybody wants to see, which is exactly why they're streaming those games. Because if people really want to see it, they're hoping, obviously, people will go subscribe to their service and create that awareness for it. It's strategic, and it's something that uh, we all have to get used to because it is the future of streaming. Uh, I get it's an inconvenience for a lot of people, and maybe you don't want to pay the $6.99 a month, uh, especially just to watch it, you know, miss four games. I will say this. The service is very good. You do get a lot with it. It's better than the old Center Ice package. 
if you'd like to watch hockey, not just the Flyers, then it's well worth it. Uh, but I'll leave that up to every individual. Can't say I didn't tell you. So that's tonight. Flyers and Capitals will be streamed on ESPN+. Plus, But you can hear the game still on the flagship radio station of the Philadelphia Flyers with Tim Saunders, Steve Coates, Brian Smith, and I uh, handling the pregame intermission and postgame duties on 97.5 The Fanatics. So I hope you'll join us there uh, for the local broadcast as well. But let's get into our conversation with the Flyers interim head coach. I've been trying to get him for a couple, probably almost two weeks now, but it's been hectic for Mike Yo. He was announced the interim head coach the day of a game when they took on the Colorado Avalanche. There's been a lot of travel. They're short-staffed because Michelle Terrian was let go as well, and they have not replaced that position in a full-time capacity. There's a lot to do when a new coach takes over. You don't just pick up where the old coach left off and continue those routines, continue those messages, continue those practices. Everything has to be built out, and it takes a lot of time. But he joins us right now, and we thank him for his time. It's Flyers interim head coach Mike Yo. Mike, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, we got some crazy times going on right now, but uh, but I'm still loving every minute of it. Mike, you've been a coach in this league. You know that being a coach, you want to control as many things around the team as you can. How's it been to try and control this situation? Because obviously we see cancellations and postponements all over the place. How how are you kind of handling that with the group? Well, I think I think just focus on what you can control, right? And uh, and so you know, for us, it's just business as usual. We you know we come to the rink, we we look at who we have available and we make sure that that, that particular group is ready to go. And, uh, and so we're just trying to stress that to our, our players as much as possible. Like, obviously there's talk that maybe games get canceled. We, you know, there's, there's obviously talk about who's in and who's out of the lineup. Um, I think we, what we're trying to stress is that we want to become a team uh, sort of that prides itself on whatever the situation uh, we never have excuses. We never have a reason for not preparing uh, and being ready to go. And we take this as a challenge and, and take pride in, in rising up in these situations. Mike, it's obviously been difficult with a, a not a ton of practice time to kind of implement, you know, your philosophies. You know, we always use the word system when it comes to coaching in all sports. And it's a cute word, but it's not system. It's actually religion for a lot of coaches. It's what you believe in. It's what you, you know, it's what you, the way you believe the game should be played. How much have you been able to implement of kind of your vision with this group? Well, you know, like you said, I have a vision in my mind of what our game looks like. And, and, and part of that vision is it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're playing. It doesn't matter the situation, the score, uh, that game always looks the same. It doesn't matter the player. It always looks the same. Obviously individual players have different skill sets. Um, so some of what we're trying to bring in is, you know, there would be some positional talk. Some of it, would be mindset uh, and some of it would be attitude. So we're plugging along here, you know, obviously uh, it's going to be a work in progress. Uh, what I can tell you is that there's times where, uh, you know, I see that vision playing out for us and what I would expect, and that's perfectly normal. And, and uh, I know it's going to take, uh, a, a, a num- you know, even a number more games here till we see it night after night, shift after shift. Um, but I am starting to see it more frequently. And uh, you look at, uh, Obviously, the first period, the way that we started last game, and uh, you know, we had a terrible start in Montreal, but we were able to start to find our game there in the second period, uh, the second half of the game. Even though we gave up the goal in the third period, we basically played the whole period in their zone, uh, and that's kind of what we, we want to see more and more of. We want to continue to build off of that, so we're getting there. But uh, 
but every day we just have to continue to have the mindset that we come to the rink and we get better. How much are you drawing on that experience you have from when you took over from Hitch in St. Louis in, in a very similar situation? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit, obviously. And I had a similar situation when we were in Pittsburgh, uh, the year that I was fortunate enough to, to be a part of that team that won the Stanley Cup. Uh, there was a coaching change that year as well. Uh, I was, so I was uh, the only assistant that was kept on at that time. Uh, but uh, but I had a you know tremendous amount of res- uh, respect for the way that it was handled, number one, but also the experience that I took from that. Uh, also helped me, you know, later on when I went to, to, to St. Louis and found myself in that head coaching position and then uh, likewise right now. So, yeah, definitely leaning on that. No, no doubt. And you learn from so much from those experiences. Uh, talk to me about Travis Sanheim and Rasmus Ristolainen. And Risto's made some really impressive defensive plays. In that New Jersey game, he makes a great play at the end of the period on a two-on-one. He prevents a goal for you the other night against Ottawa with a great stick on a two-on-one. Talk about that group coming together and why they've been so good and they're complementing each other. Yeah, well, first off, like what I'll say is the way that we want to play the game uh, should make all of our defensemen look better. Uh, I want us to play the game more in front of our defensemen, and uh, especially if we're playing in the offensive zone, controlling the puck for longer periods of time, protecting it better, moving your feet better so that we're not we don't just get in there and we're one and done and then we have to back check again. Um, you know, I want us to be. Uh, a team that, that has players that are disciplined to be in an F3 position so that when we do lose the puck, uh, you know, not just that we can defend, we want to get it back as quick as possible. Um, so I think that our group is doing those things a lot better, which, you know, again, should set our defensemen up uh, to have more success. But those two guys in particular, Sandy, uh, you know, again, I think by us spending more time in the offensive zone, spending less time in the defensive zone, that's going to help a guy like him out because, Instead of just, you know, spending a 30, 40 second shift in our own zone, now he's got the energy to get up ice, to get involved in the offense, to get involved in the attack. If our players are controlling the puck in the offensive zone, he's able to make those reads as far as when to get involved in the offensive zone play or even just be available on the blue line uh, to create something there. And a guy like Risto, uh, you know, his whole game for me, he's he's brought in everything that we wanted him to bring this year. Uh, he's been physical right from the start. Uh, he's buying in and, and he's been extremely coachable. And I'll tell you this one thing that I, that I love, you know, I went to him after last game, told him what it, like, what it, I said, that was a game saving play that you made that, that play, yeah. you know, where they, they, the two on one and he, he comes back across and kills that play with a stick. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, just kind of blew it off. I said, no, that was a great play. He said, I just want to win. And, uh, oh, and he said, love that that. all sincerity. Yeah. He just wants to win. And he's here to win. He's all fully bought into this group. And uh, and he, he shows it. The way the, the emotion that he plays with, the physicality that he plays with, he's a guy that uh, com- comes to compete every night. Uh, yeah, he's. I haven't seen him not finish a check yet either. And he doesn't do it to detriment, which is great. And I know you can appreciate that. You don't want him to take him, himself out of a play. Let's talk about your fourth line because Zach McEwen has just brought some kind of energy uh, to that group and Patrick Brown, and you're getting contributions there. You got a goal from Jackson Cates the other night. Uh, talk about the fourth line and just kind of what they're doing, trying to tilt the ice and, and give you a little bit of offense. Yeah, you know what? Like I told those guys um, you know, several weeks back, and that was when Bowman was there at different times. Uh, Oscar's been there, and mm-hmm. then with the, uh, with the Jackson there uh, now. Um, basically, we have to create a, an identity with that line. And what, what we need from that fourth line is a line that I can throw out in defensive zone faceoffs, a line that I can trust to play against anybody, a line that's going to be solid defensively, 
but I want them to be a line that brings us momentum and do that by getting in on the four check, finishing your checks, uh, you know, being relentless on the four check, keep hounding and, and, and again, finishing checks, but recovering pucks and playing in the offensive zone. It's not that I don't want them to create offense. I said, by doing those things, you're going to get the opportunity to create offense. But first and foremost, the priority has to be bring us momentum. And, uh, and even the nights that they haven't, uh, you know, scored goals, they've done that. They've done a great job with that. Uh, Brownie, you know, the, what he's added on the penalty kill. Uh, and plus, I've been able to move him up to different lines at different situations, take face-offs for us. He's been a real valuable player for us. Last thing for you, Mike. I, one of the things that this team was, you know, fighting, obviously, in the 10-game winless skid was, you know, fragility and confidence. And that's a tough thing to just, you know, kind of fix. It's it's not like, a, you know, a cut on the arm or a bump or a bruise. You don't see it, but it's there. How, how have you kind of worked through that? Because you're starting to see this team not kind of suffer the same fate it did when it was when it was dealing with that. And case in point was the game against Ottawa where they come back, tie it, they take the lead, then you guys regain it. It looked like there was no panic on that bench. Yeah, no, I think I think you're even even when we got down in Montreal and we had a terrible first period, uh, but we were able to find our legs, find our game. And, and get to it, and uh, and I think that's what that's what good teams do. That you know, like you're not going to be perfect in your game all the time, but having that recognition of of you know what you know when it's not there, why it's not there, um, what it looks like, and getting to that. So uh, we're getting closer to that point, obviously. And and uh, and as far as the confidence, I mean, I just believe that that's earned confidence. We just have to keep working for it. Our work ethic has been outstanding. I give the guys so much credit. Uh, because the game that we're asking them to play, it is very demanding. It is a high, high, high level of work that, that we're asking of our players. So we need them to take short shifts. We need them to be prepared, uh, taking care of themselves. And, uh, and what they'll see is it's, it's very demanding, but it's also very rewarding. And, uh, and I, I think what we've seen is obviously uh, when we're doing it at our best, uh, we're harder to play against and guys are having more, uh, obviously, collective success, getting wins, but also individual success, which is what we want as well. Yeah, something I mentioned after the Devils game, because I love what you said after the game, that I'm going to reiterate to the group uh, that the reason they got this result was one thing. It was hard work, and you can control that. That's controlling the controllable. And if you want that result, you can't ever let your foot off the gas in this league because you'll get punished if you do so. So I loved that you said that. And I know it's a lot of that is off ice too, is that messaging from from your you and the coaching staff and everybody uh, to buy into that and believe that and make that their religion. Mike, thanks so much for doing this. I know you're really busy. I just wanted to carve out a couple of minutes for you. Best of luck coming up uh, tonight against the Washington Capitals. Tough opponent, but uh, it looks like uh, you guys are making steps forward. You get a good measuring stick tonight. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks to Mike Yo for taking the time to join us quickly here on this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers and Caps tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Then we'll get a little break, and the Flyers will be back in action after Christmas now. They won't play Thursday against the Penguins. They'll be back in action coming up on December 29th in Seattle against the Kraken. Everybody, have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Man, man.